Hello and welcome to the I Know Nothing About Beer podcast. I am your host, Al the Brewer, and I am so glad you are listening today. This podcast is for anyone that wants to learn more about craft beer and the culture that surrounds it. Whether you're brand new to the scene or a vet of craft beer, I hope you find something to take away from this podcast. So, pour yourself a beer, pull up a bar stool, and enjoy. Cheers. Hello and welcome to the I Know Nothing About Beer podcast. How in the world are you doing out there in podcast land? I hope you are doing well. Oh my goodness, this episode, I'm so excited to release it. It is with Jeremy Storton of the Good Beer Matters podcast. If you don't know what the Good Beer Matters podcast is, please just pause this, just go download it, get a couple episodes. It's so good. I mean, just, it's, I was a little bit fanboying out because I love this guy's podcast because it actually, for one, talks about beer. A lot of these podcasts, I think, uh, a lot of beer podcasts are fun, um, and uh, it's a couple of guys hanging out, drinking beer, and then it turns into sports or what's going on with their lives or things like that, where as Jeremy's podcast really does focus um, around uh, beer and a topic at hand. Um, I actually may have stolen a little bit of his format in doing my own podcast because it is just so good. Um, and I love how he does the podcast, but anyways, um, I'm excited. I was so excited that he said he would come on this podcast and talk a little bit about his own personal history with beer, uh, the good beer matters podcast. And it dives into so much more and everything about this episode, um, is just, just saturated with just fun beer goodness. And, uh, that just needs to be a sticker right now. Uh, fun beer, good saturated and fun beer goodness. I like that. Um, anyways, so that is the episode coming up in just a minute. Um, I want to say thank you to everybody that has been listening to this podcast, um, up into this point, it's been, uh, three, a little over three, I'm saying three and a half seasons. And I'm just going to keep on going with this, with this, um, where we're at with the podcast right now, if this is your first time listening, please, I'm so thankful that you're here. Uh, please leave re, uh, a review after this. Let me know what you think about it. Um, for people that this is nothing new, um, this has been an odd season because I did a uh, 3.5. I had my whole COVID um, a series on hope beforehand, and now we're going back into kind of what is the normal um, uh, I Know Nothing About Beer podcast. And so we did the Black is Beautiful episode a little while back and now we have good beer matters and i'm going to get back into um my whole barstool rants and a couple other things that are a little more solo because now i have not like an official like recording studio but i have a space more dedicated to recording than what i have had before generally i've been like in the living room or like the garage or whatever but now i'm actually in a space dedicated for me podcasting um and I'm got another project coming up. I can't talk about it right now, but it is coming up and I'm going to let you know about it as soon as I can. Um, and so I'll get to that a little later on. Um, but, um, okay, been rambling. I need to stop and get over this episode. So please, 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 if you haven't done so already, give me a review on iTunes. It really does help out. Um, I know every single podcaster says that, but it everybody says that because it's kind of true. Um, you, The ratings on iTunes... 
uh, just gives me an idea where I'm at, how I'm going. Um, I've got, I think, seven ratings so far, all five stars as of this recording. And so uh, if you still, if you really like this podcast, please leave a review. If you don't like this podcast, let me know why. Um, anyways, thank you so much for listening. Um, leave me a review on iTunes. Um, uh, follow me on Instagram, Al the Brewer. Uh, send me an email at althebrewer at gmail.com. And I'm on the Twitters, the Instagrams, everything under Al the Brewer. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate each and every one of you taking the time to make this part of your day. And uh, I hope you enjoy this. It, oh, man, I had such a good time with this. Really, it was great. Also, I just got done drinking a ghost in the machine. I don't care if it's like a month and a half old. It's still pretty freaking good. Man, these guys. Yeah. All right, everybody. Cheers. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the I Know Nothing About Beer podcast. How are you doing? Oh, my goodness. I have someone I'm very excited to talk to, uh, Mr. Jeremy Storton from uh, Good Beer Matters podcast, one of my favorite podcasts. I'm fanboying out right now so much. Jeremy, how are you doing? Oh, I'm, I'm doing great today. Thank you for letting me uh, come on your podcast and kind of see what the uh, opposite side of the podcast world feels like. Wait, have you never been interviewed for uh, like about, about your podcast? Uh, I, I, try, I try to stay on the uh, interviewer writer side of things. So, gotcha. um I, I don't have a lot of experience being on the side of it. Oh, no. I mean, I've been very, I, I've been excited to ask you about it. I've just been very shy about asking you because I'm like, you actually have like a real podcast. I mean, like, I love doing my podcast, but like you have like a, one of those I've considered like a real podcast. Well, as long as everyone else out there believes that, that, that sounds wonderful. <laughs> um, so before we started, uh, I think you said you're going to go grab a beer. What did you grab? I actually grabbed uh, a, so it's sunny and warm where I am in Oregon right now, but Mm -hmm. I grabbed a Barrio Blonde Ale from um, Tucson, Arizona, Um, and and it is absolutely delicious. Awesome. Uh, What um, Barrio Blonde Ale? Uh, I'm unfamiliar with the, the brewery. So Barrio, um, from what I understand, in fact, um, that was a that was a hundred percent a shameful plug. But um, gotcha. I am in in the midst of uh, leaving my eighteen year tenure in Oregon and moving down to Arizona to go work with Barrio. Wow! But they are the uh, they are the uh, by my understanding and research they are the oldest independent brewery uh, in the state. Um, wow! And and their and their blonde is uh, one of the best selling beers that they have, but it, it's just kind of like you expect a blonde ale to be just really light and maybe a little bit acidic, maybe a little bit fruity. This one is almost a little bit on like the dark honey, like slightly light toasted bread side of things, but it also comes in with uh, saws hops, so you get this beautiful perfume of hops mm. and a, just mm-hmm. a just a just kind of like a just a nod toward a, a black pepper spice. It is just, oh, it is delicious. So is this a little exclusive that I just got that you're going to be, uh, like, and, and what are you going to be doing at Barrio? Uh, yeah, so pretty much uh, friends and family know. I, I have not alluded to this on uh, social media yet. So 
you'll have to give me a heads up when this um, when this episode releases. But um, I will be heading down there after uh, the Fourth of July to wow. uh, start a start a big new adventure. And, you know, with this whole COVID thing, this whole world pandemic thing, yeah. um, you know, a lot of people have been reevaluating priorities and and looking at ways to reinvent themselves. Mm-hmm. So I, I've really I've I've really taken that on as a, a personal mission. So we're 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 going on a big new adventure. That is a serious big new adventure, uh, especially Oregon to, to Arizona. I mean those those two places. Um, while they're still in the United States, um, just a little different. In in the beer world, there yes, we're talking about two very different countries. Um, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, well. There's a lot that we could say about that, but um, Arizona has putting together a ton of great beers. Texas is putting out some incredible beers. And so for people to say that San Diego, Colorado, uh, particularly Oregon, and when I say Oregon, I especially mean Portland and Bend yeah. are putting out yeah. exceptional beers. That's, you know, Oregon is not the only one existing in that uh, hmm. uh, ether of great beer anymore. There's there's a lot of good beer out there. Um, yeah, I'm a, so I'm a transplant. I'm from originally Southern California and kind of got my chops in the beer world there. Moved out here, uh, it was five ago, years ago in February. Um, and I've watched the beer scene explode um, here. And wow. I've been, I've been, it has been so good to see it grow and the quality of beer um, come up with the growth. I don't feel like the quality has really suffered with the growth that we've had here. I mean, it's not that every single brewery out here is making, you know, world-class, 100% amazing, amazing beer. But the way that I see the community grow, the way that I see the breweries um, changing as uh, the taste change, but also uh, uh, upping their game so much. Um, has really been uh, just it's so good to see and so good to, to see um, how Texas has um, at least the DFW beer scene has te- how the DFW beer scene has really embraced um, brewers wanting to do something new, um, which has been really, really. Oh, nice. yeah. 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 I was actually just listening well, to your Chester King it, episode, too. A great episode. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and so I, I grew up in Southern California as well and mm-hmm. spent the last 18 years in Oregon really learning about beer. Um, but back, you know, here I am middle-aged back in my day, uh, we had, you know, Gordon beers in San Diego. We had BJ's up mm-hmm. and down the coast. Yep. And then we had a few, um, you know, of course they were microbrewers back then because they thought, mm-hmm. you know, okay, we'll see if this thing actually happens. Um, but that thing actually happened. Of course, yeah. you know, Sierra Nevada was there. Anchor was there, mm-hmm. but that was, that was just kind of like the way things were. And, and the quality of beer wasn't necessarily great, but it was better than what we had access to. Yeah. And then, of course, I move up to, uh, and I live just outside of Bend, Oregon, when um, there were, you know, you had Deschutes, you had uh, Bend Brewing Company, and maybe there was a third when I first moved here. And, and now what Oregon has become beer-wise has just boggled the mind of yeah. not only of the wealth of breweries, but the quality, the innovation, mm-hmm. um, just getting just the fascinating aspects of beer that's come out of this. And, and, and not everywhere in the world is up on that level, not of quality necessarily, but of quantity and, yeah. and, and, and your, 
and having the hop growers who are now studying terroir from one side of the hill to the other, and you have these malt, mm-hmm. maltsters that are creating malt that it just blows down doors compared to the stuff that most people use on a daily basis. To be able to go to Texas, to go to Arizona, that uh, is not quite there yet up with some of these um, places like Oregon on the Vanguard, mm-hmm. and just to say, hey, you, what you guys are doing are is phenomenal. Don't stop. Everything you're doing yeah. is perfect. But here's here's where we failed. Hmm. So let's let's avoid these pitfalls for the future. It's almost like going back in time uh, to some extent, mm-hmm. and and being able to like right the ship a little bit. That's that is so so good to hear because I feel like where we're at in in the DFW area, we're about five to ten years out of where I left from California. And so um, it's, it's good to hear you say that and good to hear that you're going to a brewery with that mindset already there, because, um, you know, I think there's, there's things that the beer world loves to repeat. And I think there's things that we can kind of break the mold on, um, uh, especially with these new, with, with newer breweries coming up that, that I see them breaking the mold on and going, no, we're going to try it this way. And um, watching how that makes a difference in the community at large. Um, I would love yeah. to know, I know that you just talked about being in uh, Oregon for the past 18 years or so. Um, I would love to our listeners to know, like, what is your own, I, I put it this way, your personal history with craft beer? Uh, it, it, well, it began reluctantly. Um, like I said, when I, when I, uh, lived in California, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I realized I had a palate and I realized that I was interested in better flavors. I just didn't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so, um, I'll, I'll try to make this brief, but, um, you know, we would go out to, uh, on Thursday, Friday nights and just go have a, you know, the, the typical light American lagers. And, and I'd have two of those and just like, you know, barely stung up stomach them. And then I have a third one. I just, I just couldn't finish it. It was just, Oh, I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And so I experimented with a Sierra Nevada a pale ale one day mm. and it was way too bitter. It was way too much. Uh, you went from zero to 60 in no time. Yes. Uh, I tried Pete's wicked ale and that was just too much. Wow. And I have not heard gateway, that name in forever. Man. Oh, Pete's Wicked Ale. Yeah. Uh, the classic, classic American brown. And it was, mm-hmm. but it was, it was just so big. And I just remember just being like, melt your face off with bitterness. But my palate was untrained at that time. So we'd, we'd go out to the, to some of these new microbreweries that were opening up. And, and I quickly learned that of all the beers that they had, I, I liked that one beer where they had the lemon slice on it. It was kind of hazy. You couldn't see through it. I liked that beer. Of course, that was an American Vice beer. Yes, uh, and then there was a, and then the other beer I like. I like. I always got them mixed up, but there were two beers with three letters. There was the IPA and the ESB. One of them I liked. One of them I did not like. <laughs> and so, yeah. And if you're already not liking bitter, I think I know which one you weren't. You weren't taking to. Exactly. It was ESB all day long. Mm-hmm. But so when I when I moved to Oregon, that was my my extent of my beer knowledge and my beer palate. Wow. And uh, so much so that a, a buddy of mine, um, after moving up here, handed me a Deschutes Brewery Mirror Pond, kind of a, a British, uh, an American take on a British pale. Mm. And even that was too bitter for me. Um, now, now these days, I mean, that's just that's like just easy a, drinking. Yeah. Easy drinking goes down easy beer. So I, I really had no interest in beer. 
Hmm. Um, and, and that same buddy started home brewing and it was kind of curious and I'd watch, I'd try some of his beers. Um, and then one day a mutual friend of ours decided he was done home brewing and just gave me all of his stuff. And I was like, well, why wow. not? Let's try something. That's a good friend. Um, that was a good, very good friend. Um, and, and then as way leads on to way, uh, I become a little bit more interested in brewing, um, and, and as an early home brewer in 2007, I, I realized, well, I want to brew something that I want to drink. So I think the second beer I ever made was like a a raspberry German Hefeweizen, and that mm. that uh, probably was really bad. But I I sucked that stuff down. It was so good. Gotcha. Um, uh, and then um, then I started working for a brewery, uh, just waiting tables and bartending. And when I became a bartender, they required that you get your first level Cicerone. Um, and I, and I thought, well, what the heck is that? Uh, yeah, why do I need a beer server? Yeah, exactly. And, and, uh, and so I finally saw what that was. And, um, luckily I had some home brewing behind me and I had a palate. Uh, I just needed to bone up on some styles. Mm-hmm. So then right around, uh, 2014, my wife and I were watching, uh, watched that documentary called Psalm on, um, on how, uh, there's a, a bunch of, a bunch of guys going after their master sommelier. There's yep. a whole documentary about it. And just the way that they talked about wine as it was, you know, the wine was just tasty. It didn't matter whether it's cheap or expensive or whatever. It's just what that did for them, the way that it just opened up a door to the world, the way that those flavors transported you to a different time, a different mm-hmm. place, um, the way they whittled down to the different details. I, I, I was just enamored with it. And my, my wife, uh, when it was over, my wife looked at me and said, well, I, you know, it's too bad they don't have something like that for beer. And I said, well, they do. It's called Cicerone. She slugged me across the chest and said, well, why aren't you doing that? So right then and there, I decided, okay. So that that single moment, I decided, okay, I don't know what it is I'm going to do, but I need to pursue beer as a profession because mm-hmm. I, I I just bought into the whole uh, the world beyond the beer, um, yeah. hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's amazing how smart wives are. I, that I, I continually find that in my life that like, no, my wife is very smart. It's not that I ever doubt her, but it's like I forget it for a moment. And then there's that moment of like, why aren't you doing that, babe? Oh, yeah, you're smart. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I, 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 never, I never forget. I just don't want her to know that I know <laughs> how smart she is. Um, so I love that. Um, so you, so I was looking at your website and I know you say these things in your podcast, but, um, you, you've got your good beer matters. So, you know, good beer matters podcast. And I want to get to that in a little bit. Uh, you've got your certified Cicerone, you've got a BJCP judge and your IBD certified. Do me a favor, break down some of those acronyms for our listeners. Okay. So, uh, 2016 was a big year for me. Um, so I, I took a class at a local community college that was um, taught by a retired brewmaster of Deschutes Brewery, um, but he had his PhD in, I, I can't remember what it was now, but, but so here he is, the brewmaster of Deschutes Brewery, but right. he's also writing these scientific, scientific papers for these uh, journals on on like hop utilization, uh, yeah. you know, in the boil kettle, I mean, everything so here so now he's t- 
teaching this class for people like me to get the uh, certificate in uh, brewing from the Institute of Brewing and Distilling. That is an entity based out of the UK. Yeah. So the whole class was done in Celsius and hectoliters, uh, not Fahrenheit and barrels. So it was, uh, it's like you had to learn to speak a new language as you're learning all this Mm -hmm. stuff. So uh, I was fortunate. um, Not many people passed that test, but I was fortunate that I did pass that test. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Meanwhile, uh, through my uh, homebrew club in Bend, uh, there's a, a very, uh, who's become a very good friend of mine. He's become my beer mentor. Um, excuse me. He's, uh, he was guest number six, I think it was on my podcast. And I, in fact, I brought him back again. Um, uh, I'm releasing his, um, his second, uh, episode. What's, what's today? The 27th. So on the 24th on Wednesday, okay. uh, he is a master beer judge, um, on mm. the BJCP, the beer judge certification program. So, um, and so he, at, at this point of this recording, he's a level four master judge. He also has, um, uh, he also has his distinction in mead and cider as well. So he knows his stuff inside wow. and out. I got to, most people don't get to sit down and and go through the beer styles unless they do it alone and, mm-hmm. and with the beer style book. Some people get to do it with someone who's slightly ahead of them. We had not, I mean, we had the guy, yeah. um, Randy Scorby is the guy. And mm-hmm. in fact, I think he was in charge of uh, education for the BJCP when this all happened as well. So wow. there, there was not a better source to receive this information. Yeah. So I was super lucky. So I went through the BJCP uh, uh, training, um, learned how to taste, went through every single style, uh, and then took that test uh, later on that summer and, and got my BJCP certification. Mm-hmm. And all of this was kind of preparing me for taking the certified Cicerone test, which I, and, and Al, I got to say, um, I, I was an organ paramedic. Um, and, you know, I learned how to... Uh, to, you know, push drugs into people to save their life. I learned how to stick a tube down their throat to save their life. Mm-hmm. And this is all stuff that I did for a period of my life. Mm-hmm. And I have to say that the testing process for becoming a paramedic and certified Cicerone were kind of on par with each other. Wow. Like they're really, it, it, it's, it was it's that significant of a, of a, of a it, challenge. It, it, the, um, it's not a step from level one to level two, level three, level four, um, I'm pursuing my level three right now yeah. or uh, studying for it. And, and by everyone I've talked to, they said each step is, is uh, not incremental. It's, it's just a, a huge, huge uh, step that you just have to dig yeah. into. And I, I was impressed with how, how, how much detail they wanted just for certified Cicerone. So real quick, um, I, I, I've, I've done this at other podcasts, but could you just tell us the, uh, the levels of the Cicerone. Like I, there's four different levels. You have your certified beer server. I think I'm like number 1800, something like that. Like I was really early on on getting that, um, of, 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 of getting that when I was starting to get into beer. Um, and then there's the, so take us from there. You got certified beer server, which is an online test that you can take. And that yep. is a, uh, generally, it's required for people that want to work in the beer industry serving beer. It's it's kind of like a little pin that says, hey, um, I've at least studied about beer, and I've taken a test about beer, and I can help. I can actually help you out 
guide you through where to go on the beer menu and help you out figure out where you where you might want to land. Um, it also you have to know uh, a bit of styles. You have to know a bit of beer history. It's like kind of like the like like the like beer one hundred and one as a as a uh, as a test. I'll say. Am I? Do you think that's an accurate description, or what do you think? Yeah, um, level one is, uh, and the reason why they required that I get my level one uh, to bartend at this brewery is mm-hmm. they just want to make sure that you know more about beer than your average customer. Mm-hmm. If someone like you or I come walking into a brewery, then okay, we're not the average customer anymore. We we know a thing or two about. Despite the name of your podcast, you do know a thing or two about beer. Um, but but for the average person that comes in and like I'll take my father to a brewery mm-hmm. and and he's a American light beer drinker if he has a beer so yeah in fact he calls he calls them sissy beers and and so he comes <laughs> in and says you know I, I I he he doesn't he doesn't know what to ask for because we'll go into a brewery they don't serve Coors Light Dad so um so we have to find something that he will actually enjoy and so that's where a certified beer server will can say, well, you know, okay, well, I'm sorry, sir. We don't have Coors Light, but we have this incredible blonde or how about a Kolsch or yeah. how about a cream ale or, yeah. or something that would kind of hit those lines. Um, and I actually developed a theory with these, um, with these four levels and I, I shared it with, um, um, Oh, um, master Ryan. Oh God. What's his last name? Uh, episode 18 on my podcast. I also talked to, uh, um, um, Ray Daniels about this too. Mm-hmm. Level one is really a great way to think of level one is equivalent of, of graduating high school. You, mm-hmm. you have a very good uh, understanding of beer. Level two, the certified Cicerone, uh, that would be almost like graduating from college. You have your undergraduate degree in, 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 in beerology and that, and the, the jump, uh, between level one, level two is, is, is kind of like that. Yeah. When you go, when you get your advanced Cicerone, that, that really, that's the third level. That's like getting a master's degree in beerology. You're, you take everything that you know, but we're going to go deeper and we need to know it in detail. By the time you get to your uh, master's Cicerone, the final, the fourth level, mm-hmm. th- that's, that's almost like getting your PhD, uh, you know so much about so many different aspects of beer, um, but but you know you talk to someone like Rich Higgins, um, and he's got an incredible podcast on Liquid Bread, um, and, and he talks about every diff- every aspect of beer. But even he shares that you can't know everything if you're constantly learning, you're constantly mm, yeah. going. But when you get to that level, you can kind of teach yourself at that point. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I aspire to one of these days get my my certified cicerone at some point in time. It's it's a the blind tasting. I'm sure the the bookend I can get down pretty well, but the blind tasting is really what trips me up. I've been able to work at a bar. I was testing my palate almost you know three to four times a night, and man, that was that was so tough to do. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I would love and, to, and, and uh-huh. it's 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 really well. Let me just add one thing: it's Please. really hard to do that in a bubble, and in a bubble is by yourself or yeah. tasting one beer at a time. Um, you know, a lot of people say, "Oh, you taste beer for a living." Actually, yes, I do, and it's hard freaking work. 
especially judging beer, judging yes. uh, professional competitions, it's hard freaking work. You're exhausted. You just want to go home and have a glass of wine, you know. But <laughs> but the best way you could, but mm-hmm. the best way you could do it, if if that's all you have to work with, if you don't have a Randy Scorby or you don't have access, then if you're going to taste uh, category uh, BJCP category one C cream ale, then get three different cream ales, pour them in the same kind of glass and taste them side by side. Mm-hmm. That will, that will be the, the best education you can give your palate. Hmm. Um, uh, so I want to get into your podcast and just what you're doing. So you're on your beer, you know, on your, um, on your website, I was looking at uh, beer, ed- your, your beer educator. Um, I want to know kind of what you're going to be doing with Barrio, but also um, talk to us about your beer, your craft beer, um, you know, uh, career, in ca- career in craft beer. Man, that is much harder to say than I thought it was going yeah. to be. <laughs> um, about um, your career in craft beer. Gosh. Uh, so, uh, again, I have the fortune of, of kind of following the Forrest Gump approach at uh, a beer career. Um, I worked <laughs> in restaurants, uh, mm-hmm. high-end brewery, um, and and I knew that I wanted to work in beer, but I needed to have 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 some bring some value to the table. So mm-hmm. I um, so I did all that training, got those certifications. Um, I worked as a beer and wine steward at a grocery store. Uh, from there, I worked uh, for distributor, um, and then from there, I worked as a uh, brewery sales rep uh, in Bend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then gotcha. and then after and then after that, I worked for excuse me, uh, a keg supplier. So I kind of got to see both on and off premise. I got to see, mm-hmm. um, uh, I got to see distributor. I got to see brewery. I got to see supply. So I've, I've really been able to see all different aspects, um, within the, the brew field. The only thing I haven't done is, you know, farm beer or I haven't uh, pr- brewed beer professionally. Gotcha. Um, but you know, as a home brewer and being around and I've, I've brewed on professional systems, um, uh, you know, as part of like a training thing, but you know, that, that's a different ball game altogether. Yeah. yeah um, and yeah. so, and somewhere along the line, um, you know, it's kind of like luck, uh, favors the prepared is, is a quote I love. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I got myself to a point where I was, uh, in 2016, I was doing a little bit of freelancing. Um, and, uh, and so I'm working at this uh, restaurant and someone I knew and, and no kidding, his name is Stephen King. Okay. Uh, and he came in, uh, and, uh, but, but not, not the, uh, horror writer. Um, but he came in and we started just talking and he knew I was into beer and asked me about stuff. And, and, uh, you know, it was, it was, I was, I was prepared for this opportunity to come along, but it mm. just so happened that he, he had a mutual friend who was an editor of, uh, of the Oregon magazine, 1859, and they were looking for someone to write articles about beer, uh, and so it connected us. Oh, and that's cool, man! It turns out, and it turns out, I I knew this uh, I knew this gal from uh, working at an athletic club years prior. Gotcha. Uh, and so she gave she gave me a shot to write an article, um, and and so I did. And then she gave me another shot to write an article, and then she gave me a shot to write a huge feature. And then after that, she said, "Well, let's turn this into a column." So I, I wrote. Uh, an article uh, every issue since then. Um, and, and so it was just, uh, that was, 
after working in all these different places, but focusing on beer, then I had the opportunity mm. to write about beer. Um, and kind of being in that position, especially with the training I have and the background I have, whenever I would go visit an account, I, I wanted to do it not from the standpoint of I know more than you. No, no one likes that. No. But no. I wanted to do something. I, it's almost like the uh, – uh, uh, what did you call it? Anyway, I'd, I'd kind of walk in there and say, hey, you know, I, I have a particular set of skills. I'd like to help you <laughs> improve your <laughs> – improve your, Leslie your business. Nielsen and here's approach. how – yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I, I'd want to work with uh, the, the accounts, work with customers, hmm. and not from a standpoint of – you know, like, hey, I, I have all this ridiculous knowledge in my head. Let me uh, let me get it out. It's like I, I have stuff that I can help you do better. Hmm. Um, and there are a few accounts that actually would take me up on it, or we'd uh, uh, create some really cool uh, beer pairing events, um, just to you know, uh, kind of uh, satisfy everyone's goal of making money and creating better relationships and everything. And it worked out really, really well. Gotcha. Um, and so it was just all this, all this time I spent studying about food pairing and all this other stuff. I was able to apply that knowledge to help other people, and that's really what I think is is paramount for all this stuff is is help other people further their agendas and their goals along. That's that's really the 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 term Cicerone really means guide. guide. That's really yeah. what we are. We're guide. Yeah, I really early on when I started to wonder how, not how it was going to fit into the beer world, but one of the things I, I struggled with um, was I never liked the term uh, beer snob um, because a snob <laughs> is, is someone that turns their nose up and it, it automatically starts with a negative, you know, like something isn't good enough. And I I yeah. worked at a place where I poured beer and wine and I the the snobs were i had a guy literally turn his nose up to a wine i recommended he drank it but he drank it with like disdain like oh you recommended me this Syrah. oh this yeah. is this like, is the how worst how dare you <laughs> how dare you give me this and then tell me that it's peppery oh no yeah. um i mean i'm going to drink it but i'm going to hate it the whole time um i just i just never liked the idea of snobbery and so um i've always kind of kind of thought of myself as like a craft beer nerd. And I've always wanted to be a craft beer guide because I love helping people through a menu. I love helping people with recommendations. Um, and I love just helping people out, like just explore the world of beer because it's so fun, it's so big. And there's so many different ways to go um, about it. Um, and so that's what like the Cicerone program, when I, when I read about it and heard about it, I was like, oh, this makes sense to me. Uh, the idea of being a guide. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And and I never liked beer nerd. I never liked beer scholar. I never liked beer snob. Uh, beer guide is so much better because if mm -hmm. you think about it, if you if you go on a trip and like and you hire a ski guide or a guide to climb Kilimanjaro or mm -hmm. a guide to to go scuba diving in Hawaii, they are there. They have knowledge and experience to make sure that you have an incredible experience. Yeah. That's what a guide's job is, and I. So I always strive to be a beer guide as well. Hmm. I love that. Um, I want to talk about your podcast, Good Beer Matters. Um, I would love to hear, I, I really want to hear how you started off. Um, 
I want to just tell you up ahead of time, um, part of the reason why I love your podcast and for people listening, um, it's a podcast, it's a beer podcast, it's actually about beer. And I know that sounds weird to say, but I've listened to so many beer podcasts that are supposed to be about beer. And um, and I, I get about 30 minutes into it. I'm like, you guys haven't talked more than like the beer that you're drinking in your glass. Um, and then it turns into, you know, what their wives did. And it's generally like two or three dudes talking and, and it turns into sports and things like that, which is not a bad thing. It's not that that's a bad thing. But um, that I, I don't know if that should fall under beer podcast. That should fall under like guys that like beer drinking beer while talking about other stuff podcasts. There needs to be a category for that. Yeah. You know? The, um, yeah. The category should be check us out category. Yes. Check us out. Cause we like beer and we're going to talk about our lives and that's not a bad thing. And there are plenty of podcasts like that, that, that are doing great, but your podcast really does hit on beer the entire time. Um, and that's one of the things I really love about that. Um, so, um, I, and this is the part where I get to like ask my fun questions. Like, um, how do you keep everything, um, uh, so tight and consistent on the podcast, um, and keep it still focused on, on the, the subject at hand? Uh, well, thank you for saying that. I didn't realize I was keeping it consistent. Um, <laughs> but it really integrate with the focus. Like we were just talking a second ago about being a beer guide, um, the for me it's important that the focus on this on my good beer matters podcast is it's not about me i do not want to try to impress anyone with how many facts and figures i can remember mm-hmm. um and 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 frankly it's really not about the guest either i mean i i want to honor the guest i want to promote the guest i want to um uh give the the guest his or her uh you know, do moment in the, in the limelight, but really the whole purpose of my doing this is, is, you know, whenever we go out to, I, I think about the, the ideal listener is someone like me where I want to know more. I mm-hmm. want to be a better professional beer person. I want to be a better professional beer guide, whether you're a bartender or a, a server or a, a beer and wine steward or, yeah. um, uh, or, or a distributor. If, if you are working in the beer industry, then it, not only is it your duty to have a, at least a basic understanding of the world of beer and the world of beer is just goes off in way, way too many directions, mm-hmm. but it's, but it's, but it's, you're going to, you're going to do a better job your company is going to make more money. You're going to make more money if you do a better job and you can do a better job by understanding your product, your business better. And so for me, uh, you know, I think about days when I was still waiting tables way back when I, I, I had more repeat customers. I had higher sales. I had more tips in my pocket just because I was interested in, and um, in the beer and, and helping people, you know, put beer and food together in ways that would be more interesting. Um, you know, I never approached a table as an order taker. I approached a table as this is my table. I'm the guide. I'm going to help walk you through an mm. experience after I figure out what kind of experience you want. That's the mentality we need to have. Yeah. So my podcast was really designed to, 
to benefit those people in the beer industry where whatever you do, whatever level you're at, I wanted people to um, have more pragmatic information. Like uh, in a couple of days, I'll release uh, uh, Randy Scorby's episode where we, we kind of talk about some beer styles, but we start talking about beer styles that are really, really similar and how to tell the difference in a blind tasting. Hmm. Um, I will be listening to that because that is something I'm always yeah, interested in. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this is stuff that's really, really tough. I mean, if I stuck a, Belgian Golden Strong and a Belgian Triple in front of you uh, in in a in a in a glass and said which one's which. That would be may, maybe. Yeah. So hopefully you'd be able to tell. But if I said, "Tell me what these are," and and you know which is which, you, you, you know a beer professional ought to be able to do that. They ought to be able to, and and get us somewhere close. Mm-hmm. And so that that's really who the podcast is for. But we'll we'll have stuff that's very pragmatic. You can use this information tomorrow. But I also want um, I, I wanted to open up into the world of beer and and the world that's going on around us because beer is so much more than just beer. And so that's why I interviewed women from Pink Boot Society. I um, talked about women's history, um, better coaching, uh, in, environmental practices. Mm-hmm. Um, diversity with Dr. J, you know, it's just, there's so many, so many ways to look at this wonderful world of beer that, that I, I wanted to give, uh, pragmatic things that you could take and, and learn and do now. But also I wanted to give ways for people to think about the beer world and, and kind of let the world open up around them and just have a little more passion about it. Yeah, I... You're you're taking questions away from me right now because I was just thinking about a couple things and you just answered all of them right there. Um, but th- that's that's the sign of a great person on on the other side of the microphone because of like they're just talking, they're doing their thing, and I love it. I think it's great. Um, and I think that kind of sums up why I, I I'm such a fan of your podcast as well because you have so many different types of guests on. Um, I think that as someone that is behind the mic. Um, looking for people to interview and to talk to, um, especially in the craft beer world, um, there's kind of like the the people that you generally tend to think about are like the brewers. And I've, um, it's not that I don't know brewers and not that I've not interviewed brewers and things like that, but um, there's, uh, brewing is one large part of, bre- of beer, but there's this other whole world around it. And that's part of why I like your podcast, because you explore so much of that. Um, I actually had the uh, Laura from the Pink uh, Ulrich from the Pink Boot Society highlighted, uh, because I really loved yeah. how you, you guys did that interview, how you talked about what she does, um, their goals. I, I love the Pink Boot Society. I think it's just such a great idea. Um, I, I, I really do think beer could use a little more diversity all the way around. Um, in all aspects of what diversity means. I love that. Um, and then I was listening to, to the Jester King episode this afternoon, uh, prepping up for this yep. and Ray Daniels and all that. Um, how do you choose who you're going to ask uh, to come on the interview, to come on the podcast? Like, what's that? Uh, do you have things like lined up for like the, the year of like, hey, I've got these questions in my head? Or is it more of like a, ooh, I have this person that I would love to talk to and pick their brain? Well, I... I... <sighs> The best way I can answer that is, you know, I, I've got preconceived notions of topics that I want to cover. Mm-hmm. 
And a lot of this is just to feed into my own desire to learn and know more. Hmm. Um, and, the, and I created the podcast because if I, if I'm going to learn and know more then I might as well take some people along for the ride. So I think what, what are topics that I want to know about? What are topics I think are important? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what are topics I think are helpful? Uh, and then I, I look for the, 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 the people who can kind of tell the story about that topic. Hmm. Um, you know, of course there, there are dream guests that, um, that I, I'm, I'm shy to even ask, uh, you know, like I, I would love to talk to Garrett Oliver, oh my but, goodness. but I've never that reached out be... to, I'd never. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I totally yeah, get cause that. I'm, Cause Garrett's the man, but, but yeah. every interview I've ever heard, everything I've ever read is all about pairing food with beer. Garrett is the man with pairing food with beer. Everyone's heard that story. I don't need to retell that story. Hmm. So until I have a completely different angle to explore with Garrett Oliver, I I, I don't want to ask him to talk about beer and food. I mean, that's like, okay, we got it. Um, But, uh, but you still want to talk to people who are authorities. Um, uh, And, and I probably in a month from now, uh, I'm going to, we're going to have an episode on beer and food and I'm going to, and I'm talking to Julia hers. Um, and she wrote a book on beer and food pairing and, what, and she what knows was that book? extremely well, uh, 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 pairing food and beer. I think it is, is a that, very uh, intuitive that that's yeah. Cause that's a, is that a couple more than a couple years old? I feel like I've seen that one. Uh, Maybe I'm, I'm I think it's confusing. right about a couple years old. I'd have to double check, okay. but, um, but gotcha. but anyway but but then but then you talk about like well I I've I've spoken to several masters uh, Cicero's at this point mm-hmm. um, it just it's like why would they talk to me I I'm I'm nobody um, I, I'm just a I'm just a, a lowly certified or wh- whatever you want to say it is um, but uh, they've all the ones that I've approached have been really nice um, mm. I've had the opportunity to talk with uh, John Hall about. Um, mm. You know, he he wrote. A, I mean, uh, he he is like the quintessential beer writer, mm-hmm. and he wrote a book called "Drink Beer, Think Beer." Yep, I love his really, podcast as well. Oh my god! And 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 I read his book twice actually, and and it was just like <laughs> I feel exactly the same way about beer that he does. Mm. I got to and and I'm a beer writer, want to be more of a beer writer. I got to talk to this guy, and yeah. and turns out he said yes. Um, Man, it's it just. Uh, so really it is it was just like talk, thinking about what what is important in the beer world how beers taste um how beers are made that is only one thin slice of the pie um hmm. and and if beer truly is a world unto itself uh there's there's so many stories out there there's so many things out there that yeah. people are thinking about um i'm not a numbers guy i don't think about brewery finances but I know people who do think of, as they drink their beer and we look mm-hmm. at each other and go, Oh, it's good beer. They're thinking finances. I'm thinking stories. Yeah. So I wanted to make sure I had like, you know, like Bart Watson come on because they're going to, they want to hear someone talk about numbers, not someone talk about philosophy. Yeah. So I want to make sure I, I get everything in there. That is so good to hear. Um, again, that's part of why I love your podcast. It's just the, the variety of, of, of interviews that you have. Um, between all these people in the in the the beer world, um, okay, I've got an idea for your Garrett Oliver. Um, he edited the Oxford Companion to Beer. 
I would yeah. love to hear you talk to him about the Oxford Companion to Beer, mainly because I tried reading it and got stuck before beer. <laughs> I was like, I can't do it. <laughs> I got, yes. I got before I got that, to, that, to, that, to that is not a beginning to end read. That no, is it a is reference not. only. <laughs> it is definitely reference only. I got uh I got I didn't even get to the word beer in the encyclopedia of beer. But it is <laughs> such an amazing reference and I use it and I love it. Um and I've got it in uh we just my my life has been just such a whirlwind of change uh the last couple of weeks. Um, I have both quit a job, started uh, becoming a stay-at-home dad, and um, starting up a new venture on um, as a vlogger on um, on YouTube. Going to be doing a thing called um, Dad Domesticus, um, which is a whole other thing. But this has been my my world of of insane awesome. change. Awesome, good for you, man. Thank you, thank you. It's and, it's, and, it's well, yeah. Well, I have to say, and on a quick side note, I, I've listened to a bunch of your podcasts, and you've got this whole. Um, kind of like a dad's approach to, to brewing as well. And, and, and I've got to say, I love that because oh, I've got thanks. two kids. I've, I, I've, I've tried to brainwash them properly. Um, <laughs> like whenever I brew, I'd have them, mm-hmm. I'd have them taste it when they were little, I'd have them taste the grains and taste the wort before mm-hmm. I uh, put it in there. And, and now, I mean, they're a little young to have them taste beer. Cause even if I yeah. wanted to, they'd be like, it's disgusting. Mm-hmm. But but I've really tried to teach my, my daughter has really come along with this where, you know, I, I can't, I can't taste beer and talk about beer, but, um, she's 12 now. I want to say this is probably four years ago. Mm-hmm. I poured her some apple juice and I poured myself a beer and I walked her through the BJCP tasting process. Oh, that's so cool. And, 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 and to this day, uh, you know, she will, she will bring things out like we'll eat yogurt or ice cream or something. Mm-hmm. And she'll just talk about the mouthfeel of it, or I'm, I'm getting a little note of like lemon out of this. And this just, Dude. this is just the mindset and the vocabulary that we can teach our children, mm-hmm. you know, through beer, but really through flavor. And it's, and it's fun- an incredible way to explore the world. And okay, so first off, I I'm totally taken aback that you even listen to my podcast. Thank you so much. Um, second off, um, I've got two daughters. I've got one that just turned four this past uh, yesterday, and then oh, another one. Oh, that, congratulations! That, thank you. Um, and then another one that's uh one almost one and a half right now, and my four year old um has tasted more cheese and and a larger variety of flavors at four than I did up until I think I was like 25. And her favorite cheese is blue cheese, which I still don't understand how a four-year-old loves blue cheese. But um, for Father's Day, I, I... I got to go um, and um, and just as a timestamp, I'm recording this right after Father's Day. Um, I went to Central Market, which is a little uh, like a, like a nicer food store here in Texas, and I made myself my own cheese board, cheese and meat board. Um, and oh, she cool. had every single one of those and loved all of them. And I'm like, child, where? I don't understand this, but I love it because she's like, Oh, this one tastes good. Yeah. That one's good. Daddy. I want that. And then I had some, uh, Spanish ham and then this, um, barley wine, uh, washed, um, salami. And she was just like, daddy, I want the meats one. And I'm like, babe, you, there you go. Have some more of this, this way. Oh man. It was so much fun. I'm, I'm so looking forward to doing things like that with her and like the apple juice idea. Like I'm stealing that. I'm going to do that one of these days. Oh, I, I hope everyone steals it because I, I have to be honest. It is our job as parents to prepare our children for 
the world, you mm-hmm. know, and, and we, we put a lot of, uh, a lot of pressure on our shoulders, but, mm-hmm. but to give our child something like, uh, you know, American cheese and say, that is cheese. Yeah. That, that we're, that's not enough. We, yeah. we have to tell them, well, that's cheese and that's cheese and that's cheese. Mm-hmm. And we have to do the same thing with, well, this is blues. This is Chicago blues. This is Texas blues. This is Mississippi blues. Mm-hmm. This is this is California surf rock blues. You know, we we have the opportunity to show our children the world through sight, through mm-hmm. sound, through experience, and through flavor, and and we we have to follow through with that. Yeah. And it is such a wonderful way to experience the world and using all of our senses. Um, but don't forget about flavor flavor mm-hmm. is huge. Mm. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I'm looking at our time right now, and I, I want to be conscious of the time and, and of your time. And I, again, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This is the end, but I want to ask one more thing before we, we kind of start to, to close out here. But um, for someone wanting to pursue a career in beer that is not uh, at a brewery, I'll say, because it seems like you've done so many things outside of the brewery, uh, whether it be writing or content creation. Um, what would you advise for them to do? What are some of those steps that you would be like, hey, if you're looking to do something in the world of beer that is not like shoveling grain and cleaning out fermenters, what are some things that you should probably that that would be good for you to go down? Oh, gosh, um, the world of beer is vast. And I never wanted to be a professional brewer either. Um, uh the, the most important thing that someone could do is just start, hmm. just start. Um, uh, I, I never would have started my podcast if I wanted it to be perfect and polished mm-hmm. from episode one. It certainly wasn't. It's still not. Um, uh, but just start. Um, and after you're in it, after you're like, you know, part of the club, then you can kind of figure out where your place in that world mm. is. Um, I found my place is more in promotion and education and um, content creation. Um, but th- that's kind of where I found, you know, it's kind of like starting a brewery these days. If, if you're going to go to a town like San Diego and say, well, Hey, I've got an Amber, I've got an IPA and I've got <laughs> a Porter that's not going to cut it. No. no one's going to come to your brewery. You have to niche down. You have to create something totally different and unexpected. So, so just start, just get in there and then figure out what feels most natural to you and your skill set hmm. and your experience. Gotcha, man. That is, that is so good. Um, I remember starting this podcast was I was stuck at LAX for a little while. I used to work for American Airlines. And now I could say the place I used to work for, because I used to never like say I worked for, I always used to say I worked for a major airline in America. So I used to work for American Airlines and I was um, flying standby back home. And part of how I started this was I was like, I've got this idea in my head. I just need to write it out and get it done, uh, get it on paper. And I think the first thing I wrote was what to call it. And the, the second thing I wrote was I know nothing about beer. Um, and that was just like the start of it. And it was just a, once I had that, um, that, that spark, that, that first initial, like, Hey, here's the step to go. Um, the rest of that was, it was, it was an avalanche. It was like all the ideas started pouring all the, I, all the, um, the, how all the questions started of where to go next and how to do the, the next steps. 
Um, and I, I love that. Just, just start, just go, just get on. Well, yeah, just, just pursue. Yeah. There's, there's so much power in the, uh, ready fire aim approach. And, and, and I've heard you mention on your podcast that you're a faithful and I certainly am too. Um, and for anyone who's not religious, I apologize, but you know, you could look at this philosophically as well, but mm. you know, it, 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 it says biblically that, you know, we were never promised that that our entire path would be laid out in front in front of us. Instead, it says, "If you take a step, I will show you the next step." It, mm. it's, so you you have to commit. You have to start. You may not see the entire path, but you have to start and wait for the next step to reveal itself and just go, just go. Man, amen. Thank you for that. I, I cannot think of a better way to like kind of start to close off this podcast in that little bit, Jeremy. This has been such a good time. I hope this is not the last time you are on my podcast, sir. This was so good. I've had such a fun time having you on. Um, and yeah, well, again, I love your podcast I, too. I, I appreciate I, I appreciate that so much. And I, I, I think uh, you're going to have to change the name of your podcast at some point, though, because um, the, uh, <laughs> the I, I love I love the kind of the ruse of I know nothing about beer. It's like, what, okay, what's this about? But I mean, you, you do know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I, here's, here's, this is good. Um, uh, thank you. Um, I, I put it this way. I, uh, and I, I've had people uh, tell me that before, uh, especially off the podcast. Um, and I say, it's not that I know nothing about beer. It's just that the more I learn about beer, the less I, f- the, the more I figure out, I know so much less about it. Um, I kind of, yeah. I kind of define passion as something where you always feel like you have something more you can't wait to learn. Um, and that's how right. I feel about beer. That's also how I feel about music and theology. Like I always, um, feel like I, the more I learn about it, uh, the more I explore, um, a, a, a subject like, like music or theology or beer, the more I'm finding out that the, the well only goes deeper. And that I've only got yeah. more to to find out, and that's what excites me about um, about beer. Um, you know, I'm drinking a, a Ghost in the Machine right now, and this is one I've had before, but it's also one that um, you know each year when they put it out, it seems like there's a, a new batch of people that love and hate it. But I'm like, I love this beer because it it exemplifies what where we're at now in IPAs. You know, because you can drink it and you can see a little like time machine in this. The same thing with like Pliny the Elder. Or, and I know I'm talking about really hyped up beers, but um, there's so much that um, we can learn from the beers that we're drinking now that are going to influence that we can figure out like uh, that we can look back on and go, wow, look where we are, where we started on this and look where we're at now and wonder what's the next beer that's going to be like a ghost in the machine, like a plane of the elder and like so many other beers. So that's where I, I, I love, that's part of why I love doing this podcast and learning about beer because it's only um, makes me go, man, there's so much more to dive into. Yeah. And, and the more, my whole theory that I put out there in the podcast is the more you learn, the more these beers that you have been enjoying for years, mm-hmm. the more they start speaking to you, the more they oh, start yeah. telling you, the more secrets they reveal. Yeah. Um, and, and the more you start linking to other aspects, and it's just the whole world literally opens up when you taste more and know more. It's incredible. Oh, absolutely.
Um, so I love to give the last couple of minutes to uh, the guest. Um, if there's anything you want to promote, if there's any place that you want to point us to online, please, please, please. Um, this is your time. I'm going to just kind of relinquish the mic to you to kind of take us out. Wow. Um, it's funny. I, I usually uh, have a question like this for all of my guests. And so now I'm, I have the burden of coming up with something very profound and, and, Not, uh, well, it doesn't have to be profound, uh, but just like what, what, you know, is there any place you want uh, people to find you online, Instagram and all that, or, um, just your website. Yeah, so my, my website is good beer, moder- good beer I'm also, I, I spend almost all of my time on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, I do a little bit of Facebook, but that's a good underscore matters underscore uh, a good beer matters, but underscores in between. Yeah. You can find me on Instagram pretty well. I, I like to put stuff out there that I think is interesting or educational. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but, but the, the, you know, the, the most important thing that I could kind of cap this off with is, is, you know, I, I had a teacher back in high school that, you know, uh, liter- we study literature and we read a passage and we talk about, you know, meanings and, and relationships. And, and this is so important in today's day and age with the pandemic and the, and, and the, the racial tension finally hitting a boiling point where, God, there might be some change. Hmm. We have to do better. We have to do better. And, and beer really is just a tool to help us explore the world, to see uh, we have so much diversity in the beer styles. Why can't we have diversity in the beer world? Hmm. And getting, and, and the thing that um, that I learned from my high school teacher that I have brought with, through every aspect of what I do, and particularly in Good Beer Matters, is after you kind of mold the stuff around, you study how beer flavors and brewing techniques. At some point, you have to ask yourself the question: So what? Hmm. Trying to find the answer to that question: So what? is when things get really interesting. Yeah. So I, I implore everyone who listens to your podcast and taste whoever, whoever listens to this, taste a beer and ask, so what? Hmm. That's when, that's when knowledge begins. That's when the world opens up. Hmm. Well, thank you, man, man. Oh, it's been so good talking to you again. I really don't want this to be the last time that you were on this podcast. It has been a, a joy and a pleasure uh, you are a gentleman and a scholar, and I've really loved this time, um, Jeremy. Um, uh, so find him on Instagram, uh, your goodbeermatters.net. And um, and again, we'll 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 put this out when it's when you're when I'm able to say this out loud, but you're gonna be working at Barrio Brew Company, correct? Yes. Okay. Awesome. Yes, it, it is officially out there. Okay, great. <laughs> okay. Um, stay on the line, but Jeremy, thank you so much. I really appreciate you, man. It was a pleasure. Excellent work. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you, man.